Charge Podcast, Episode 11, the podcast that looks at tech under the hood. I'm your host, Owen Williams, and joining me today is your co-host, John Edgar. How are uh, things, John? <laughs> other, than my broken, other than my broken elbow, everything's fine. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I, Wait, what? Where are you podcasting from, from right now? A hospital? Wow, I what happened? I fell off my bike. <laughs> It's a, oh man! Yeah, and you broke it's your a elbow? really awkward story. I just, oh, I man. just fell off my bike. Like, there's no, there's no, there's nothing really to say. <laughs> like that's outside it. of I literally just was riding along and fell off my bike. Damn, man, that's that. I, I feel for you. It feels like the story I should be telling. How does not, this happen? Not you, just dude falls off bike is the headline. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I think the episode, this episode of the podcast should literally be called Dude Falls Off Bike. Uh, we're getting into the click, clickbait Are business you, now. Is it sunny uh, in Amsterdam today? It is not today, but it's going to be a stunner uh, in the it's, weekend. Uh, it's forecast to be 27 degrees stunner. and sunny. Uh, <laughs> we should rename this podcast well, the Weather Podcast. Let's talk about... Let's talk about some clouds. No, uh, let's talk about <laughs> it's you raining in New York. Me. Let's talk about all the things that oh, wow. da, 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 used to be. It escalated anyway. quickly. Back to technology. <laughs> anyway, we have we have some we have some great tech shit to talk about this week. Oh, by the way, I like that our podcast like shows up as explicit in iTunes, which makes me feel like we recorded some explicit. Do we tracks. need to? It makes me. Do giggle. we need to tone down our our naughty language? Okay. No, I don't think so. Well, let's let the readers decide. They should write to us if they think, think we the should. Do you think the readers are listening but to our podcast? I don't know. Are there any listeners? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, so did you see that Uber got a lot of money this week? I think they got $3.5 billion from an interesting country. Yeah, I've given up trying to understand what the hell is going on with Uber because it's just like, I don't know if they have plans to colonize Mars that they're not telling us about or something like that, because I don't even think like SpaceX has r- raised as much money as Travis has. Like how was no, Uber raised yeah. today? A lot of money. I don't know. The, the last round was like 1 billion, right? Yeah, it was crazy. So, so, so this most recent round, I guess was about three and a half billion from the Saudi wealth investment. Right. Fund. I mean, I guess it's interesting. You got to look at Saudi Arabia generally as a uh, 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 Saudi Arabia as a region, um, and actually we mm. do a bit of work there and talk to um, some companies who do city building out there, and basically they kind of I think generally understand that they can't be long on oil uh, anymore, and like that those days are over and so they're doing this like massive reinvestment into kind of understanding what the socioeconomics of of saudi are and and um i think uae generally uh and so it doesn't seem completely unreasonable that they would kind of say all right let's let's you know put money into this uh american technology startup and have them start operating here and like you know improve quality of life and start to try and kind of americanize um a little bit more i guess i mean and i think i had read that they wanted to do some end-to-end delivery service i mean it's just like either like i know that also especially 
in in Dubai, we deal with some uh, like they, they, so they have these companies like United World Industries is one of the companies that we talk to, and they literally just mm-hmm. like build cities from nothing they just like turn them on similar to the way that china does so right right uh, you know like maybe you'll just get you know you'll buy your city some oil baron will buy their city with like uber (laughs) pre-installed that has like you know the whole um software defined taxi commission effectively which is what uber is so it's interesting man i like do you think that this money comes with any like caveats though i mean it's kind of crazy that it's a country investing basically you know it's a by the way i looked up the number it's 11 11 billion so far in uh cash and convertible debt so i mean which is i think it's also important to recognize that as far as i know and i mean i could be wrong but uber runs it does not it's not a particularly profitable business. It's not, you know, it, it, yeah, it, a lot it of makes money. a lot of money, but it loses a lot of money too. It's, it's a very expensive endeavor right. to be in. Um, and I, I wonder, you know, if the ride share thing is kind of the lost leader in the whole thing and that, you know, they've got a much bigger ecosystem and platform play going on mm-hmm. here. But, uh, I would imagine that what happens is, uh, you know, the, the, uber board goes out and they you know or or i guess actually more likely is saudi comes to them and says look that's what i was just thinking we have this vision of what we want to do do you share that vision and then if they find a shared vision then you know they look they look to kind of very abstractly agree on the tactical steps over the course of probably years that would go into kind of seeing that vision through into reality. And then, and then it looks like, uh, they've taken a a seat on Uber's board. So, you know, they'll be in the, in the quarterly board meetings and, and Travis will be held to account. The thing that's interesting is that like they, on that topic, they, there's been a lot of chatter about the fact that like a lot of the country's laws and policies are very, you know, anti, uh, well, they 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 have like women can't drive in Saudi Arabia, right? Which is, you know, that's a concerning thing. And like, should they have turned that money down because of that? I don't know. It's just like some ethical questions in, in it as well. Uh, I think, given given that it's you know they're buying such a big stake in the business. I mean, that's your ethical framework, but that's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's very 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 true. Um, and Saudi Arabia is a very different place than than you mm-hmm. know air quotes the wet the west but right I, I i suppose it's like who is it up to to dictate in that i guess that scenario you know, i did read something that you know saudi women were not particularly stoked about it and i you know i i've just mm. that's a very complicated issue that i don't know enough about to yep. really i don't right. know what the um, sentiment there is i know i agree mm-hmm. my personal feelings are yeah no, i know i agree my personal feelings are it's you know you know, every every human should be able to do as they please but if what if doing what you mm-hmm. please is not being able to drive then that's doing as you please you know um but I, right right i don't know i have no it's a complex issue it sure is. well i think it's gonna be interesting i like it's a series it was series e right so they're burning a lot of money so it'll be interesting to see like what the next thing is from here you know 1.5 billion dollars is fine but they're big enough that they could burn that pretty quick so you know, uh, it's. I think they're getting ready for harder times, and I think that's fair enough. 
but you know, what does the next raise look like if you set the bar at $1.5 billion and you already went to Saudi Arabia for it? You know, I, it's interesting to kind of watch I don't think you, the situation I don't, unfold. I don't think you raise again. I think you, you're, I mean, you got to go to market. You got to go to market at that. Like you, you sure. got to really go to the public market at that point because I think so. It's, 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 but There's no money left. <laughs> either that or you have a plan to be an incredibly wealthy private, like incredibly cash positive privately held company, which is fine if sure. you can pay dividends back out to your shareholders. Mm, fine, whatever. And a lot of people don't want to be in the public market right now because the public market's a joke. So Right. It's irrational. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I think my favorite thing that happened in the news this week is Elon Musk was at uh, the Recode conference and he said something along I the lines this. of uh, the fact that he he supposes that it's it's likely or probable that we're probably living in a simulation of some sort given the fact that, you know, if we, if we look at the current, you know, our current reality, you know, the invention and uh, rapid, I guess, evolution of VR and artificial intelligence, he supposes at some point we invent another world for ourselves in which we live or control, I suppose. (laughs) So basically everything's a simulation and how far deep into the simulation are we and which one is real. So (laughs) it's so existential. I love it. And he truly like he, it sounds like he really believes it. I, I 1 million percent agree that there is a one in a billion chance that we are living in base reality. Like I find it incredible. Like I subscribe. So there's some irony and inception in the movie. Well, I kind of subscribe to Nick Boston. I mean, I think Nick Boston, Bostrom is the like, he he has like three um, thoughts on, on kind of our current real of reels if you will uh and one one is that we're living in a simulator one is that one is that we are going to have a catastrophic end because if we didn't have a catastrophic end then we would be living in a simulator so that basically the earth will end or something like that Mm -hmm. and the third one heck i can't remember what the third one was but Look at look at the planet on an evolutionary scale, right? We're talking billions of years. And then look yep. at the advancements in how we are able to simulate our current reality over the last 50 years. And right, then right. add in the compounding rate of change that we have from the technology advancements that we get. Um, through our own technology advancements, right? Like mm-hmm, through mm-hmm. artificial intelligence, being able to eventually process things faster and better than we can. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, did you see that, uh, DM, a uh, digital millennium DMCA act takedown thing that happened with, uh, uh, Vimeo and Warner where some, no. s- Oh yeah. Some student fat taught, uh, a, neural network what uh blade runner the film looked like and then gave oh a whole God. bunch of other footage and it used the other footage to reconstruct the whole blade runner and then no way and then no way. yeah and then warner thought that it was actually blade runner and sent a takedown notice to uh uh vimeo 
Vimeo? No way. That's yeah. beautiful. I need to find out. I'm going to link this in the show notes yeah, if we can find crazy. it. This is so amazing. Like, so my question is, is it terrestrial or extraterrestrial? Because like I do subscribe okay. to the one in a billion thing. Like yep. either, either to my mind, either this is the first run through, which is possible, but unlikely. And if this right. isn't the first run through, did we make the simulator in... Did we make the simulator ourselves to see oh yeah that was one of nick's other things he was like humans wouldn't have interest in making a simulated version of themselves so we would never simulate our own realities <laughs> in the future which is i right. like i was thinking about that i'm like no that's if i could simulate reality using a computer it like as reality like in reality was indistinguishable from artificial reality then yeah i would 100 percent run through a lot of different world events and scenarios right. and replay them and see how they played out in alternate realities and how things would oh, differ man. so if i knew i did that would do that i know other people would do that so that seems unlikely so well the only thing is with that though like if, you, if it's a simulation like why is everything the same? Surely, like, if if there's a player necessarily, surely the like weird shit would start happening. Uh, maybe we're not at that phase yet, but the like, weird shit does happen. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's very true. But you know, like, why doesn't physics just break occasionally? I don't know. It as just an did example, the other you know? day. What? Yeah, didn't what they found broke? a new force? Potentially found really? a new force. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I'm gonna look that up. Well, there you go. It's, everything's a simulation. But but this I mean this validates so much. I mean, like in my mind it validates so much stuff. Even like well, I don't want to get too religious on here, but like even like the concept of like some religions are validated by this, right? Like there's somebody who created all this stuff. <laughs> you know? Like it's just really uh kind of crazy to think that we could live in that. <laughs> I think that's I mean, it's kind of com- more comforting to think about that than the world played out and we built technology that was insane and then but then there was a we got hit by a meteor and died like because that's the only like that's another possible reality that you would have to accept and then negate if you believe that this was a simulated reality. Eesh. I mean, this is like a really complicated thing because then you go, well, if we're not in base reality and then you can also add on the amount of time that the universe has existed, which is billions of years, and then the efficiencies that we have through technology. But then you also, and the thing that I don't hear very often in this conversation is, I feel like you have to take into account this measurable, our current measurable size of the universe, which is huge. Right. So right. what kind of computer would have needed to be created to simulate what we can't even begin to understand today like it's well, it's actually mind-blowing yeah it will <laughs> it would start with the invention of ai i suppose well and this is a really interesting topic too, right like yeah because we have to presume that everything will get really good really fast over the next hundred years or we all die, right or right. we're all gonna die or we're leaving the planet like there's just it's just like 
we fucked a lot of shit up too. Like the planet is actually really sick, like really, really sick. Uh, so I don't think, and it's weird because I was speaking to my friend, David Bird about this the other day. And he was like, I don't know. My generation is generally, and he's 23 or 24. And he's like, my generation right. is still as apathetic as your generation is. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> that's scary. Cause we can't afford for 20 year olds to not actually take this shit seriously right now because if you come into your 30s not understanding the consequence of all of the bullshit that's happened over the last 80 years before you then Mm -hmm. the world really is going to be a terrible place for real like for real man i don't like this simulation i hope it isn't base reality yeah God. I would Someone love to hear what other people switch. think about this as well. So if, if you have some thoughts, you should tweet us because I, I, really, I would love to argue <laughs> about this in depth. I actually, I'm planning on enabling comments on our podcast notes site. So if people want to discuss Ooh, cool. the podcast with us, it'll be cool if you came and hang out there and just like tell us how terrible our opinions are. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think this is crazy. Like, no, I don't, I don't think, think so. Elon Musk is crazy. Like, there is a very good chance that we live in a simulator and that's kind of has to be okay. I'm okay with it. I'm very comfortable with it. It kind of like makes me feel better <laughs> a little bit. So on to like a much more important though topic. <laughs> yeah. Like really, I think this like the impact socioeconomically of our next topic is considerably deeper and more important than maybe anything else that we've ever discussed on this podcast. I'm I'm so curious what the next topic is now, John. Well, I don't know if you read, but uh, the the Unicode Standards Council (laughs) have announced that they have approved 72 new emojis to be to be released <laughs> in the coming Sorry. months i am yeah. drinking these such such emojis include shrugging bacon man in tuxedo man dancing face palm pregnant woman face palm croissant <laughs> oh man okay so look i have i have an opinion on this i have an opinion on this stuffed stuffed flatbread which can be either doner kebab falafel gyro or swarma damn i'm i'm look if there's anybody who's long on emoji it's me but i feel like someone told me the other day Owen, yes. that they think it's the new babble they think it's the new like the universal language language look here's the thing so i really like i really like emoji and i really like like you guys are crazy like what unicode is doing is is really cool like i i i think that emoji kind of evolved on what emoticons were into a universal standard but i think there's a lot of problems right now i think that I, I'm like a Unicode nerd, like self-professed Unicode nerd. I am on the Unicode mailing lists. I read about all this emoji stuff all the time. It's crazy. The thing, the, the problem that the Unicode consortium has is a few things. So it's not particularly transparent how they choose emoji. Um, and the, the biggest problem they have is that there's no standardization. Like if you look at Emojipedia, it, like my favorite one that I saw this week was uh, there's a old, like one of the older. Sorry, can, can you just repeat what you just said? What? <laughs> when fa- Emojipedia. Yeah, Emojipedia. You don't know about Emojipedia? It's amazing. 
I, I don't want it's to. It's amazing. It just basically shows to. all the different emoji from every platform on a single page. And my favorite one that I saw this week, I'm going to put it in the show notes because it's just beautiful. There's an emoji that's literally just a, a white square, filled in white square is the Unicode description. And on every platform, it's a white square until you get to Google and it's a blue square. Like inexplicably, it's blue. And it's like, there's, there's what? yeah, it's just crazy. And then on Android 6.1, which isn't even out yet, it's orange. And I'm like... Surely in that process, somebody should have been like, guys, this is supposed to be a, a white square. So, and you know, and like, that's, that's, I mean, that's a really crude example. And it would be guys too that did that. Yeah. So like this, that's a really crude example of how bad things are with Unicode. So if you look at, and I'm sorry if this emoji I chat. Personally, I think that the Apple emojis are the best ones. They're fantastic. They've done a good job. All the other emojis are so like the weird blobs that the people at Google oh, do. And they are don't. So they, weird. The, the problem is at the moment, like, is the Android and Google ones don't convey the same emotions. And this is, I guess, what I was trying to get at with that like square thing is like the kiss emoji on iOS is very explicit in what it's saying. But if you look at like the Google one or actually the Microsoft one is horrifying. Um, and it's, it's kind of like this thing that like, if, if it's going to be a universal language for everything, it should, they have to enforce it somehow. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do that. And it's super frustrating because both Google and Apple are on the Unicode consortium that they wrote the paper. It's like, I just don't understand where it broke down. So you know where it seems to break down? It's like they send in the rough sketch, which is the black and white one on the left. And then people submit what they're going to, what their interpretation of what they're going to put that on their platform is. But because it's like rough sketch through to interpretation, like, I mean, you look at the cowboy one, it's like three, three dots and, and two circles. And then, but it doesn't leave any room for interpretation or it's not prescriptive on shading or color or, or whatever. And so you end up with just these like, they're not it they're it's 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 crazy yeah it's the it's the epitome of waterfall look i think that hey, if, if here's what i want the way that unicode is i think that they need to i think there's two things so that, like i i tweeted the other day that i think that there's also too many emoji now right so like the cool thing about them being constrained was that like people were quite creative and now i think what the the unicode the emoji whatever team i don't know uh, they run the risk of is that it's diluted now right so like because there's so many emoji it's so hard to pick the right one so i think that well maybe i was gonna say well maybe we need to find some innovative emoji solutions <laughs> and i was like uh, oh my god uh, you're from silicon valley yeah quick quick it's let's a make witch. it's let's a witch make, burn it let's find 20 million dollars for emoji search but like i i think that there's a lot of room for improvement and it's still early days i just think that they need to find some sort of happy balance or, or between like forcing vendors to submit the emoji sets or something for approval i don't know i don't think there's any way to really manage it very very easily given that they're like a non-for-profit and all this kind of thing so anyway speaking of emoji segue into snapchat snapchat yeah we talked about them a lot last week but they passed twitter and daily active users this week which is awesome into it i'm i'm uh i'm excited by this it's i mean Look, I mean, we've talked about Snapchat a lot. It's it's crazy. I think that 
I think this is more uh, symptomatic of what Twitter is going through right now. And I don't think Twitter knows what it wants or what it is or any of that kind of thing. And we've talked about this at length, but I love Snapchat. I'm like super getting into it. Yeah. Like recently. Yeah. Basically in the last week since we started talking about it, I've started using it. So how do you use Snapchat? Do you use stories? Do you send pictures? I only pictures? use the stories feature. I don't know. You don't send I mean, people direct snaps. So the only thing I do, I, uh, no, I don't send anyone direct snaps. Sometimes people send me direct snaps. I look at them, but I don't really care, um, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> So I just mostly ignore them. Uh, and then what I do like to do, though, is look at other people's stories. And then there's this cool thing. You mm-hmm. put the story on. OK, let me just figure it out now. Uh, push the button and the story comes on. And then so also Snapchat's this chat snaps this chats this weird interface is growing on me. So I have Caitlin okay. Allison's puppies up right now and then there's a little thing at the bottom that says chat with an up arrow which and if i push it scroll it up i, I can know it's amazing a chat about the thing i'm seeing with context with context and so i can be like lol so cute lol lol dog emoji send and mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. goes to her thing and then it goes to her ephemeral inbox and so i use that feature quite ephemeral a lot inbox i love it i do like so we talked about it's this really brief briefly last week but i do love that it's ephemeral because it's like not content overload i feel like every time i look at my macbook i'm like Bleh, files <laughs> i'm know, gonna like, i'm gonna it's, i'm snapchatting right now on my story our me podcasting our podcast i just i just did that too oh cool i'm gonna start putting up snapchat links in every week so people can like hang out whatever people that listen to this do people listen i don't know no people do (laughs) although actually speaking of we would love it if people listening could review this podcast because it's always appreciated oh it's national day it's what it's national day according to snapchat stories it just learns something from snapchat too it says national donut day okay oh dear my stories stories. so there's one more one more thing to talk about this week which is your favorite topic oh gosh okay i mean that is even a story it's so mean at this point it's just like it's so mean but it uh forbes wrote a piece Oh, it's such a mean piece to I read. And I was like, this is scathing. Forbes wrote a piece in which they say that they made a mistake and that they are downgrading Elizabeth Holmes net worth from four point five billion to nothing. Wow. That's ridiculous. That's not good, but it doesn't mean anything. Well, it's just it's pretty. It, I mean, it doesn't mean anything. But it's very mean. I mean, they could have just left it alone. Yeah. Don't you think? It's not ideal. I don't think it's necessary. I think that, hey, man, look, some weird stuff's going on at Theranos, and we've talked about it a lot, and people are like, oh, those guys talk about Theranos a lot, I'm sure. But they can come out of this. Well, because Theranos, to my mind, is the, the archetypal example of f- fucking Silicon Valley fuckery yeah right yeah it's it's this regulate regulatory uh snobbery that we've talked about a lot and that's what makes me uncomfortable is like if i make a startup i would love to just bootstrap it and just 
not be a dick. <laughs> yeah, man, we make money in our company because that's what you're supposed you to do. You make money in a company. way. Wow. Yeah, we have we have this thing called revenue. No, wait. Which is why you don't you don't read about us raising huge rounds all revenue? the time and stuff. Oh my God. I know, it's crazy. Um That's cool. Yeah, so Oh no, I've got an autoplay video on it. Uh, autoplay videos <laughs> should be banned. Oh man, I love this podcast this week because I've been drinking and you're in bed. So it's been very it's been very fun. I'm also on Valley. Oh really? That's excellent. Well, whatever they gave me for my broken elbow. <laughs> Your broken elbow. I love it. Um so you should be on there next week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be very extra special sponsor. I love it. The special edition of a charge podcast. So, uh, coming yeah. up in not the week after, not this week coming, but the week after is WWDC. And we haven't even talked about this, but I think we're going to do an extra special podcast that week following the event and talking about the good shit that happened because I think it'd be really interesting. Okay. Um, I saw there were some rumors of a. New, all the new computers are going to have no USB on them. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. That, that better not be true because I will I'm, I will murder Bluetooth. I hate Bluetooth. Oh, no. USB, only USB-C uh, or whatever the new fancy one is. Interesting. I'm not... Oh, uh, like USB-C. I get it. Like at some point you have to call it, right? But the rumor I saw that was crazy and we won't go into this too much, was the th- the next Thunderbolt display is supposedly coming with a GPU built into it. <laughs> That's a good idea. No! Uh, what? No, like, it's an okay idea on the surface, but given how much those Thunderbolt displays cost already... Uh, yeah, but aren't GPUs coming down in price yeah, so much because I like of, the idea um, of it. So if they, built it, if they built it to be a switching GPU, right? So, like... It would last longer for a laptop because no laptop integrated graphics chip or discrete graphics chip can ever compare to a desktop class video card. That could be cool. Like it might make it last four years, but like what happens beyond that? What if the laptop is more powerful? Can I use my laptop instead? How does it work? I don't know. I, I'm just like, wow, that will drive up I the price. I think we're moving to this more distributed device model where it's like the things that you need to just do the thing are in the thing and everything else can, communicates pretty lightly. Right. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like if I could get a super thin MacBook Pro and when I need to do rendering or any heavy work, I plug it into my screen and like that's where the power is. This is actually, you know, like I'm thinking about it now and it sounds less insane. Here's why. the You know, yeah, like good, the yeah. Surface Book the new Microsoft yeah. thing is, you know, it's a surface pro four with a crazy keyboard basically, but the keyboard has the discrete graphics chip in it, which is where it gets interesting because suddenly it's like an actual laptop and the tablet. Yeah. So yep. you can play games on a tablet. It's crazy. Uh, and I just kind of like that amount of crazy. I'm hoping for a lot, but let, let's, what we're going to do, you I got, think is, got, or they're moving things to the edge and that's how it should be. And that it'll be yeah, nice. Distributed. You can go anywhere Trust with your MacBook. Distributed, go to the edge. Oh, I like it. Peer to peer. So when, when WWDC rolls around, I think we'll do a extra special edition to talk shit about Apple. <laughs> Someone tweeted at us the other day about last week's episode and about our, our phones going away and told, said that they were waiting for the personal cloud, which I love. Oh I yeah. Like, oh, I yeah. like that too. It's true. I mean, that's great. It's very true. Hey, do you want to, okay. One very quick piece of breaking oh. news that I just saw on TechCrunch right oh, now. No. Snapchat has acquired a 3d photo maker app, uh, that 
can take a selfie and then make a 3D format of your face uh, specifically for three guesses virtual reality I'm so long on Snapchat (laughs) Oculus Snapchat I really I really hope that Uh, Apple's working on a VR headset because this is I'm like we, when we do this Apple podcast, I'm going to talk about if I'm going to switch phones because when I saw the Android Google I.O. announcements, I really wanted an Android phone because of the VR stuff that they're doing. So I really hope that at WWDC, Apple announces something. Such a but switcher. I am such a switcher, but also iOS is so disappointing. You No, it's not. You're- <laughs> I, say this, <laughs> I say this so many times, but it's actually great as well. Like I'm so, I'm so on the fence. <laughs> Didn't someone also, someone sent you some email and was like, you're whiny. Stop whining about your uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a special fan mail about my Twitter account whining about my iPhone. (laughs) That Um, was hilarious. It was. I'll I'll link the tweet in the podcast notes because it just makes me so happy. On that note, we should wrap up here, even though it's been fun. If you want to leave us a review, we would really appreciate it. You can get the show notes and the link to where you should review us at podcast.char.gd. And one of these days we'll get a better domain name. But until then, we have the shit one. You know, we should <laughs> register chargedpodcast.com. That would be really logical. And I think I'll go do that immediately after this. <laughs> and you can always reach us on Twitter. <laughs> like this whole time, like we could have done that. <laughs> um, you can reach us on Twitter on at OW and at Jedger or at Charge Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Just send us an email, an angry tweet. We did get one angry tweet, actually. Did you see that one? No. Oh, man. My favorite tweet of all time was somebody tweeted at Charge Podcast, uh, at Charge Tech saying, I don't think I really like your podcast. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. Okay. Anyway. That's a shame. So we'd love to hear one well, nice why? one. <laughs> <laughs> like I asked him and he's like, I just don't like it. it was, okay. Um, but that's fine. Well, I, you, I know what, you know what he shouldn't do then? What? He sh- probably shouldn't listen to it. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, wow, that's a good 30 minutes out of your day for not liking it. Anyway, so if you don't like it, don't listen. But otherwise, <laughs> otherwise please... Get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. It's awesome to hang out with you, John. I'm looking forward to your Valium-induced talk next week. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Owen.